Hello everyone and welcome to this, our first podcast that um, me and my, my good mate um, have decided to do. We're, my name's Derek Kernahan and I'm joined by my good mate Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you? I'm good my friend, how are you? I'm good mate, I'm good. So um, just to give everybody a wee bit of background um, on this, me and, me and Keith have been good friends for a number of years and we've just decided that, you know, we love talking about Rangers, why don't we try and put something down um, for us to sort of have a chat about? Is that pretty much it, mate? As uh, simple as that. We, like you say, have been pals for a while talking football for all, all that time, really. So why not record it and see if anybody cares? Yeah, yeah. We've been going to the games together as well for a number of years. Yep. Um, we don't sit beside each other, but we just sit across each other. So um, go to the games, meet up before and after it. So we just thought this was a good chance for us to sort of give our give our views on, on all things Rangers. And just... Uh, Spend some time together chatting about what yep. we enjoy, you know, so... Exactly. Win-win. Exactly, it sure is, mate. So, today we're kicking off um, our, our podcast with our favourite Rangers team. Um, and this is our favourite Rangers team from our era as well. So, um, we all do respect guys like John Gregg um, and all that um, and the team. I think that was sort of what we decided. We wanted to talk about guys that we know and yep. who we have seen playing for, <coughs> yeah. um, playing for Rangers. So, the rule is players signed... During our era, or no, played during our era. Yeah, played during our era. Aye, okay, cool. So guys that we've also guys that we've seen playing in the in the flesh as well, um, for, for for the mighty for the mighty Jers. So we'll kick off. We'll do one to eleven. Keith's going to start with our goalkeepers. Whether we chat with them, then we'll pick our we'll pick our one to eleven, and then from there by the end it we should have a we should have our favourite one to eleven. Um, so we'll start off with goalkeepers. We have been. Seriously blessed with goalkeepers in our lifetime. Definitely. Um, seen them. Um, so, do you want to just kick off with the goalies and who who we sort of had a had a chat about and who do you think will will hold our number one spot? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so no surprises. I think the the three main contenders or the four main contenders, I should say. Sorry, uh, in chronological order would be Woods, Gorham, um, Kloss, and then. Alan McGregor. Yeah. I would say he's probably in our lifetime the, the four clear candidates. Yeah. But as you said, we've been blessed for even the fringe guys, guys like um, Anthony Naemi was decent and Neil Alexander was good when he yep. came in in big games and stuff. So we have been we have been blessed yeah. for the most part. A, a couple of diddies in the banter years, but yep. mostly um, top-notch goalies. So I think if we would take <clears throat> Chris Woodson, for me, I didn't really see that much of him when, right. when I was born. So I, I don't know. I think um, obviously... England International and all that kind of stuff and there's no doubt he was a quality goalie but for me just the, the sheer timing probably rules him out because I, I never I never seen him at Ibrox or anything like that so yeah um, yeah that's fair enough fair enough I've seen Woods playing um, a few times for, for Rangers during during his time there um, obviously I was, I was quite young at the time but I did see him um, and then obviously after that as well when he left Rangers um, he went to Sheffield Wednesday and I seen him in the Premiership was sort of getting bigger and stuff like that as Aye. well um, fun also fact about him he won the um, he won the Champions League oh, well he? it was a European Cup winner he was on uh-huh. the bench when Forrest won it oh. back in the day oh, right. so Aye. he was on the bench god that shows you how old they must have mm-hmm. been because they won it back to back in the late 70s yeah plus he was he was England's he was England's goalie for a number of years um, and then he sort of suffered with an eye injury I think his eyes ended up having a problem with his eyes and then he sort of fell away with Sheffield Wednesday went to Norwich um, and ended up becoming a very successful goalie coach as well. Yeah, that's right, aye. Um, but aye, I can, I can sort of understand your reasoning for him. Um, the other ones we've got is, like you said, Kloss, McGregor and Gorham. Um, 
so Klaus, you know, what a goalkeeper he was. Yeah. Um, with us, he's probably, in terms of this, he's probably my second favourite out of this. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I mm-hmm. think just, again, from what we've seen of him, you know, like, I think when we signed him, we, we probably got him in his prime, you know, he was yeah. coming from Dortmund as a Champions League winner. Yep. And he came to us and he, he was fantastic. You know, he, he might not have been all-round world-class, but for, at that time, football's a bit different now, but at that time, as a goalkeeper, he was he was brilliant, and some of the if like some of the saves, a lot of people think because he was kind of like that smaller and quiet, and you know he was not exactly he didn't come across a big personality. But when you watch back some of his highlights, some of the saves he made, especially in big games, yep. they were just crazy. They were he, wor- he made worldies. No, maybe not quite getting the plaudits of some of the the Gorham stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't far away. Like some of his saves were genuinely crazy world class. But you had those moments where you think, how did he get that? Yeah, he had those. I think one of the things that's really interesting about Klaus is the way that he, when he left, when when he found out Rangers were interested in him, he wanted to come to Rangers, and he sort of fell out the team for six months before we ended up signing him. He fell out the Dortmund team, he didn't play, and that was just after they won the Champions League. So he came, you know, he obviously seen, he liked what he seen and decided this was, he stitch up and leave the European champions and come over to come over to Glasgow, Uh which is brilliant. But I think you can't you can't underestimate him. He was a fantastic goalkeeper. Again, people saying sort of similarities to Gorham because he was small, except for he was sort of quite obviously quieter than Gorham. Uh-huh. Um, but again, he's another fantastic mention that we need to, we need yeah. to put in there as well. <clears throat> Just a, a fun fact about um, Klaus when we talk about his time at Rangers. He won 10 major honours, which is the same as Andy Gorham. Did he? That's, that's really interesting. <laughs> he won four league titles, three Scottish Cups and three league cups. Also, obviously, winning a Champions League, as we mentioned, and two Bundesligas with Dortmund. So, man, had a good career. He did. He had a very good career. Again, it's just sort of a shame how the injury sort of got him at the end of his career and they had to Aye. they had to chuck it at the end. Nah. When he was at Eight Rangers, you know, he was there for a he was there for maybe a year or so and wasn't really Aye. wasn't really part of the part well, of I the team. He done the, the Newman thing, didn't he? Did he retire up in the, did he go anywhere? Yes, else? no, he retired, he retired after retired, yeah. Because so. you remember that it was him and Purcell, the last game of the season came out and said Shiro to everybody. Aye, and aye. the two of them retired because of injuries. Injuries, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next guy who's part of our team currently, um, Alan McGregor, you know he's He's doing fantastically well at the moment. Would I have him back? No, but I think we'll, we'll maybe speak about that in later podcasts. Yep. Um, I personally wouldn't have him back in the team, but I can't underestimate or can't, you know, what he's, what he's done so far this season for us. Um, he's been fantastic in the goals, and I think even his first his first time here, he was also a really good goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't think anybody can doubt his footballing uh, contribution. Mm-hmm. Like you say, that was, that was true the last time. Things like the... Samaras penalty save and Ferda Bremen against Diego you know the, yeah. some, some of the saves the, the, the lad was a, a great goalie for us would have brought him back same as you no or, but not necessarily for football reasons but yes. like I say we'll maybe talk about that at a later date yeah yeah. and then the, the last one that we've got is um, the flying pig himself Andy Gorham yeah um, what can you what can you say about Andy Gorham what a goalkeeper yeah um, obviously came with we bit of baggage sometimes, but what a what a goalkeeper he was, you know, everything everything about him he was just he was Rangers through and through, you know, when he when he when he yeah. got down to it. Ah, he was he was a character, he was a brilliant goalie. Like you say, it was the the performance side where he was, you know, probably the best goalie in the world for yep. for the a spell in the early nineties. Um and there was also Rangers through and through, you touched on. He knew how to win. He was part of that kind of that, that team, that mentality, you know, they were just winners from Front to back, uh, champions, 
and the guy was just perfect. He, he would pull out the stops to make sure we got the one 0 victories or the you know the one each draws or whatever. It was it was that guy when you really needed him to dig deep. He was there, making, yeah. pulling off world class saves that were winning his titles when you had them all up. So, aye, goalie's aye. the goalie for a reason, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so we sort of had a chat about the the four goalkeepers. Who would be your who's who, who do you pick as your number one? Andy Gorham. Andy Gorham, yeah. Easy one. Yeah, I think that is an easy one. You know, everything that he contributed during the time, um, part of the nine in a row team for most of it mm-hmm. during that time, obviously. Which was there the first few seasons, but Gorham was our number one for yep. for most of that um, as well. So I so we'll get Andy Gorham sitting there as our number one so far, so it's looking pretty I'm quite happy with very happy with our number one ah, pick. It's a, it's a good start. Yep. So now I've got we, we had a we had a chat with us before obviously went on there. Um we were really struggling with fullbacks. Um I think everywhere else we sort of we were all right with, we had a few choices, but with fullbacks it was just really difficult, wasn't it, to try and get yep. Try and get someone. So I'll go on to, um, I'll I'll say who my right back would be. I'll sort of give you a few guys who I sort of thought about. Hmm. Um, I thought about having, um, Gary Stevens. Have I only seen him playing for, until ninety four? I was ten at the time when he when he left. So didn't really see him play England international. Um, from what I remember and some of the some of the clips and videos and all that, well DVDs that I've watched back in the day, he was attacking right back. He was brilliant. He was in England. England's first choice right back at the time as well, so he would have been, he would have been in there for me. Um, the other one that I'm, I was thinking about was Sergio Perini, yeah. um, Italian international who, you know, came to Rangers from Juventus after winning the European, um, European Champions League. Sorry with them, um, as well. And then the other one was um Alan Hutton, as well. So um, I have decided to go for um. I've decided actually I might I'm switching between two of them here I'm switching either going between Alan Hutton and Gary Stevens. Mm-hmm. What about what do you think? Um, so the only person that I had thought about that you've maybe not mentioned was uh, Cleland. Cleland. Who I, I quite liked. Um, so I I I thought about Cleland. At least I quite liked him as a player. Yeah. Thought he had had a had a written again. You know he was he was up and he was down. He was solid. Uh, just a, an all round a, a good right back. I think <clears throat> upon reflection, Stevens has probably got to be yeah. got to be up there. If you think about his time at Rangers, he won he won a lot, put in a decent amount of performances, and like you say, he's you know he had a, had a good career outside playing for England. He had success at Everton. Yeah, um, he won, won the he won the league of Everton, didn't he? Twice. Twice. So um, it was the first division, but that was when yeah. that was the top. So. Yeah, I know. I think that he's and he's a tough one to beat. Stevens, I think Stevens like see guys like Stevens Woods, like Terry Butcher and stuff for like that. They were guys who ended up falling under the the the, the former rule. You know the the free former rule, or the eight diddies eight rule. Diddy rule. Aye, yeah. so they ended up falling the line of that. So when when Woods left, like I said, we got Gorham. When Stevens left, we we, we sort of struggled for a number of years. We we right back until Clelling came in. Um, but I think in terms of that, I think I'll put in. I think I'll put in Gary Stevens for what he done. I mean, Alan Hutton for a season or season and a half. He was excellent but... at Rangers. Um, but in terms of it, I think I'll put Gary Stevens in just for, you know, the fact he was, for what he won, also what he won at Rangers. You know, he won quite a lot. 
He won. Um, he won. Tell me, tell you what he won. Yeah, go on, you go. You tell me. So he won six leagues, one Scottish Cup, and two league cups. Yeah, where, so I mean that's a return and a yeah, half, isn't it? Whereas Hutton won one league with Rangers. That was it. So aye. yeah, um, so I think I'll go for I'll go for Gary Stevens as my as my right back at that time because I don't think we can really. I don't think we're going to that. Nah, I don't think I don't think we're going to beat him. And Hutton is a is a good honourable mention coming through the ranks. Managed to get nine million for him, which is still a record for us as a yeah. club. So you know. Free, um, in, in the sense that we brought him through the ranks and he earned us all that money. Um, did have a good year, definitely went on to have a, a good career. Um, maybe didn't work out as much as he would have liked at Spurs, but he clearly was good enough for that level. Yeah. He's doing well at Villa. He had, you know, he's he done well at Scotland. He was Scotland's best player for f- four or five years or whatever. He, that was the only place he was playing with Scotland. <laughs> I know it was crazy. He wasn't playing, and then you watch him, and he was still the, still racking still in the, the performances. Best on the team clearly. Yeah. So. Frightening what he could have done if he was playing more football, maybe. So, yeah. a lot of time for the lad, but aye, I think Stevens, uh, for Rangers and just beyond, I think, was just a bit a bit better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'll say that as well. Yep. So, we've got um, Gorham and Stevens. Now, now we're going to the left back, mate. So, this is this is your one. I think they're even struggling with less left backs than, than we did when we were doing right backs. <laughs> so, yeah, t- two people that I, I come up with, and I think. From memory, it looks like you've probably got the same people. So Newman and Robertson were the yeah. were the two. Um, I think they were two clear choices. Not that we really had much else. Um, a lot of probably half decent guys at left back. Like it just worth an honourable mention. Maybe like somebody like Papach, who you know he was never going to be yeah. world class or anything like that. He was a centre half turned left back and in, in that, but he was solid. He was seven out of ten, and you know that kind of famous chat. You pick him, and you know what you're going to get. And it's guys like that you need in your team to win leagues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Robertson was great. I love watching him. Uh, you know, and during the Nigeria era, and he was always he was always good for a wee assist and bombing down the wing and, yep. and that kind of stuff. Kind of like we mentioned earlier about about Cleland, just for that time and that team was perfect. He yeah. was he was the pap patch of that day. I, I think. Yeah. You know, probably a bit better all round, but. He was a similar 7 out of 10, playing every week. You know what you're going to get. It would cause problems. He would be solid at the back. He was that kind of guy, just in a better team than what Papach played in. Yeah, definitely. I think that David Robertson was one of these guys who was very dynamic when he was running running ahead. Aye. I think the other man that we mentioned as well, Arthur Newman, was very similar yep. um, to that as well. I just sort of, um, just a wee bit about David Robertson, I think he should have got, he should have got far more Scotland recognitions than than what he got. I don't think he'd, he'd get three Scotland caps. That's ridiculous, isn't it? For a guy who was part of the Rangers team that was part of the nine in a row, you know, he was there for six years, you know, played a, played a lot of games for us, yep. won a lot of trophies. And I think that, who would have been the left-back? Tosh McKinley, Tom Boyd, Morris Malpass probably fighting him for that All left-back. these guys. And like you say, six years at Rangers, six leagues, three Scottish Cups and three League Cups. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you said, who else that was Scottish, was getting any kind of numbers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was just horrible to see that he never, you know, he left Rangers um, on a on a Bosman and went to Leeds. Aye. Um, at that point, it didn't really sort of fell away with injuries and stuff like that then. But even if you think, I mean, 183 appearances and 15 goals, that's not brutal for a left-back. Yeah, exactly. He's Aberdeen days, 136 appearances, not a great deal less. Yeah. Two goals. So like you like we're saying, you know, he, he wasn't brutal at getting forward. He was obviously... Um, 
you know, doing those under underlaps and overlaps and getting involved. So maybe Rangers are a bit better, obviously a bit better quality in Aberdeen and allowed him to do that, but it shows he had it in his locker if you gave him that a wee bit of extra freedom to go and play football and attack more, he could he could score goals as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think he was you know, he was he was a mainstay in that in that nine in a row team and yep. you know, he was part of it for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um so the other guy we've mentioned was um Arthur Newman. What can you tell me about about Arthur? Um, well, obviously we spoke about Arthur before, you know my feelings on him. He, um, When we signed him, I was just so excited. Probably in my top three excitement for signings of all time. You know, just I was getting to that age where my understanding of football was coming a good bit better. Watched him in France 98 and thought, Jesus Christ, that guy's amazing. Um, it was my view at the time, I've, I've told you this before, but behind Roberto Carlos, he was probably the second best left back in the world, yep. according to what I've seen at the World Cup. <clears throat> and again, I'll caveat that with, maybe I'm being harsh on some guys like Lisa Razou, who was a World Cup winner and stuff that year, but just for me, I don't know, that was what I took away from the tournament as a young kid. They left a, a major impression. Yeah. And when we signed him, I was so excited. And I think he, he, he was brilliant at Rangers, you know, he had a successful spell, good going forward, solid at the back. <clears throat> just by, by my standard, he was probably... Um, a world class left back when we signed him and I think we probably just got him in about his peak as well you know yeah. he, was, he was very much in the Holland team as he came to us and when he was with us he, he won a lot of trophies here um, and like we said earlier he retired here as well so yeah. tells you what the club meant to him and stayed in Hamilton of all places for a uh, couple of years after they retired uh, should he have kept should he obviously be in hindsight a wonderful thing should he have kept playing for Rangers should he, should we have tried should we have tried more to make him stay Aye, I think I, I think it's um it's not on Newman, I think it's on the club. Yeah. Maybe it's on Eck, maybe it was on I don't know who it, it, at the club was it on I think it might have been the finances as well at the time. I, at the I club. don't know. To be fair, <clears throat> I don't I, I don't know. I, it's hard to like you say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I'm not so sure that if we'd said to Arthur like we're, we need to, you know, you're gonna be getting paid a third of what you were last season, but you're still important to the team and we still need you. I, I think it would have stayed. I think it's how the club handled it. I'm not so yeah. sure it was about the finances. I know when we, we went and met him, he had said like he would have pretty much played for free. He wasn't caring about the money. It was the way it was dealt with. Yeah. It was the, you're in the team, you're in the team, and then nothing, 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 and, and that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. For me, I kind of feel like the club let him down, and I yeah. feel sorry for Newman. The fact that he didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, if he'd went to Galatasaray or somewhere random and was on 40 grand a week, you'd be like, fine, it was a bit of money. But yeah. he, he didn't go anywhere, he didn't no, he play didn't. football. He was happy to stay here. So you try to tell me if Rangers says, like, mate, do what you're going to do anyway, but show up to training a couple of days a week and we'll give you five grand instead of 20. He would have said, no, of course you would have stayed. Yeah, I yeah. think, I think just, he would have stayed. I think that that's, that's obvious and we just didn't deal with it right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then when you look at the... <laughs> the problem with left-backs we had after that as well, we'd have a number of left-backs. Aye. Newman could have still been playing, you know, we had like Bonisil come in for a wee while, you know, Aye. didn't really play much with Bernard with a lot of a lot of dross. A lot of crap, basically, that Newman mm. could have still been in that team. Aye. And then with Michael Ball who was injured or when he was fit, we didn't want to play him because remember there was that whole We owed Everton money. <laughs> aye, aye, twenty appearances or something like that and we owed him another half a million and we lost skint. Yeah. Um another thing was like that that season when he left, remember the the cup final it was like him and Amaruso and we lost a Barry Ferguson, there was a whole bunch of people. The team was pretty shit, man. I yeah. mean, see if we could have kept a, an experienced leader like him. He would have been captain. He would have... I'm not saying we would have won the league or anything, just be Newman, but it would have helped everybody run about the squad, run about the team. So, um, aye. aye. I, I think definitely. it was a... It should have been a no-brainer in all senses of the word. Yeah. Um, and somehow we contrived to mess it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, 
your choice for two great choices, I think, for left back. I think it was only the two that we could have thought. Aye, aye. Um, but you need to pick one of them, mate. So who would you pick? Aye, for me, it's, it's Arthur Newman. Yeah. Um, I, I said, you know, you could go either way, like you say, two, two good choices. But uh, for me, Newman, three leagues, four Scottish Cups, uh, three League Cups. Um, so I think that's pretty good, 10, ten uh, trophies for Rangers. Yeah. And he's got six uh, Dutch major honours from, like, you know, his time in there winning trophies and stuff. So plenty of caps for Holland. Yep. For me. Yep. PSV captain, he was Dutch captain as well. Yep. So, aye, right. Um, yeah, I totally, totally agree with you there. On the um, centre half. On the centre half. Just before we sort of do we be going we didn't even we didn't even see our formation there, we going four four two then? Oh aye, sorry, yeah, let's, four, let's four, go two. four four two. Yeah. It's just it's easier in it, because mm. then you're picking one of everybody pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Right, so centre half, so I'll go first and then you go. Yeah. You go second. Cool. Um my first choice as a captain, um the captain of our team pretty much throughout throughout our throughout our time watching Rangers would be Richard Goff. Yeah, he'll be my he would be my captain. You know, he won, won all nine in a row trophies, with his absolutely mainstay of that team. Fantastic player. I think he was ahead his, ahead himself as well for because his reading of the game. Aye, aye. was so good. Um, number of important important goals, important tackles. You know, and I think when we won the nine, at Tanner that you seen what it meant to him. Aye, you seen him. He wasn't playing that day. He was injured, but you can see the emotion in him when he lifted that trophy. Yeah. Um. And for me, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's our, I think he would be the captain of this team. He'd be the captain of most people's teams. Um, Aye. And our time with him, you know, he's won a fantastic amount of trophies. And even when he left Rangers, he'd done a job at a few places. You know, he went to the States, came back, went back to Rangers, then went to Everton. He helped Aye. Smith out. Yeah. And he'd done a job there as well yep. with him, you know. So he played in the Premier League at Everton. You know, he played with Tottenham before Dundee United, before a successful Dundee United team, successful Tottenham team. But you always wanted to come to Rangers and play for Rangers. Aye. I think that um for me, Goff's got to be centre half, probably arguably the first name in the team sheet regardless. And we've we mentioned it with goalkeepers. We've had tons of brilliant centre halves. I mean we're gonna pick two. You could pick eleven centre halves and have a team of yeah. you know, like the old song about a team of Davy Weirs, we probably could have if yeah. you know, if you were yeah. that way inclined. So I think what we could maybe do then is pick up two and then we'll have a chat about some of the other guys that we'll perfect. see. Perfect. Um, but aye, so Goff's first name in the team sheet. He's wearing the armband. He's, he's a legend. He's a leader. Um, he's one of those guys I kind of feel, I, I don't know if you'll share this, but for me, thinking about modern football, I think the last five years anyway, there's there's been a real lack of centre-halves. I think Ronaldo and Messi have been as good as they have. Every kid wants to be Ronaldo or Messi, you know, defending, I think it's a bit of a bit of a lost art to an extent. Yeah. I know we've got some of the no-nonsense guys like Godin and Chiellini and stuff, like, you know, you've got the wee old school still hanging about yeah. that, that are awesome to watch. But a lot of the, a lot of the younger centre-halves, I feel it's, they're at a premium now. And I think if Goff in his prime was playing the now, he'd, he'd go for crazy money. Oh, yeah. He'd go for crazy money. He'd, he'd be playing, you know, you'd almost be picking his club because you're not going to tell me that Teams, it sounds stupid, but even guys at Barcelona. I mean, who who's their first two, first choice centre halves? Do you know what I mean? They're not even no. There's um, Titi. You know and I mean, um, uh, Piqué, who's passed it? Piqué, who's I? So, and no disrespect to those guys, but I just think Goff in his prime. You know, he's that, and I'm not even kidding on at that level. Never mind playing for Rangers, but it's just that football's a different time, right enough. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he'd be amazing in it. I, I think so. I, I think, think if you if you got Richard Goff in now, yeah, it'd be. He'd be going for crazy money because if you think about the guys that when Goff was getting up, you know there was Berezi, there was Maldini, 
you know, with Caravaro, with loads and loads of fantastic Aye. defenders. You could go on for days. Yeah, talking about them, whereas <laughs> now, can you really say that anybody's the way that Goff was? If I said to you right now, who's the best centre-half in the world? You'd be struggling for choice. Yep. Don't get me wrong, you could probably pick 10 guys that are decent and are, yeah. and, and are good, but you tell me where we where think he's a world-class centre-half by any standards. There's not many of them. No, I'd maybe say that boy that's at the French boy that's at Real Madrid, Varane. Rafael Varane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ramos is... You could put him maybe in a conversation on his career. Maybe not right yeah. now, but over his career, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's, like I say, you'll, you'll get a few, obviously. And the Barcelona example might have been an extreme example, but it's just a case in point that... There's no top, real top, world-class centre-halves at all these big teams anymore. No, definitely not. Bayern Munich crying out for it, you know, like, they're at a premium. Yep, and we were so lucky to see him <clears throat> playing for Rangers when we did yep. as well. Right, so who's your, who's the, we've got Goff in, who's your next centre-half? Okay, I'm, I'm just going for his power, like partnerships, I'm going for Bomber. Bomber. I think just the two of them forging their way through. I mean, we'll talk about a bunch of other guys that individually are better football players than Bomber probably and you know you, you could debate definitely um, the case for quite a lot of them but for me just Goff and Bomber in there I, I think that's that was formidable for us and it was so successful great partnership two die hard blue noses and stuff like that as well you know just love the club and we're putting it all on the line all the time and going back to Gorham they just dragged us through results and, and made us win the, the famous game we were playing against Aberdeen and you know, Bomber was playing with an Achilles tendon or yeah. whatever it was on one of his feet. You know, he's just like, I don't care. We're three winning this league. Three in a row. Three in a row. Uh, I think two in a game. Aye. Yeah. Haley scored the two. Was yeah, it that one? Yeah, it was that one, yeah. Um, Bomber as well. It was interesting what happened with him. He, 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 with Dundee, he was at Dundee and then he scored a hat-trick against Rangers because he was more attacking-minded at Dundee. He played midfield or up front. So he scored a hat-trick against Rangers and then the next time... He played against Rangers. One of the first things he done was put Sunis up there, and then three weeks later, Sunis <laughs> signed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's amazing. I mean, that's another guy who is dying, absolute dying the world Rangers. Aye. You know, if you cut him, it'd be blue. Yeah. Um, and I, I like what he said. I remember there was a quote, and he says um, they were talking about like what motivated you when you were playing against Celtic in the old firm games, and they were saying to him, "Did you, did you want to hack somebody? Did you want to score? What was it?" And he said, the only thing that mattered to me was that knowing that my family were in the stadium. And he says, I just couldn't let them walk away disappointed with a loss. Yeah. And that just tells you, like, he's, he's just a fan in there. And he, I think he was talking about, obviously, his, his actual family. But we're all the, it's all the Rangers' family. So it's, it's always, you know, he just couldn't let anybody walk out that stadium without a win. Aye. So, I don't know, I think aye. I think that tells you, aye. You can really... That tells you everything about him, I think, in aye. terms of that. So I'm, I'm really happy with those two as a seven and a half. Partnership. The other guys that we maybe have a talk about, like you said, you mentioned them there, David Weir. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant for um for Rangers in that time that we had him. You know, we thought we were going to have him for six months and then he was mm-hmm. there for five, four or five years um, with it as well. The other guys that I sort of mentioned that I sort of had down um, were Craig Moore. Uh, he'd, been, he'd be right up there pushing for a spot yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. The other ones that I had, I mean, we could have Big Ammo in there, but Big Ammo was obviously probably a mistake, but he was still a fantastic ah, footballer still, with us. Still a great player. Yeah. Um, the other guys that I had, two of them that were only there for a short period of time was Boomsong during his time at Rangers. I thought he was he was amazing for the six months we got him, and then we got him a, when he went to Newcastle. He was 
terrible. I don't know if that was playing playing beside, you know, the, the people that he was playing beside, or you know, a more hard, difficult league. But he was just, he just wasn't wasn't at the at the races. And another guy I had who thought was brilliant for the season he was with us was Carlos Coelho. Aye, Coelho's an honourable mention for sure. I think both of those guys, you would say, if they performed like they did for us and we kept them longer term, I mean, you know, the, the sky would have been the limit. They yeah. were both. If he kept Boomsong in that form, he could have been a captain for Rangers for five yep. years. Carlos Queer, you could say the same thing. Would if we'd kept um Queer, how much do you think we'd have kept Weir as long? Probably not. Do you know what I mean? It's one of the ones that was it a case of oh well we've Queer, so we'll, we'll keep Weir. Who knows, right? I just think that these guys could have been amazing and, and worth a mention, but just too short a term to, yeah. to get in it. Yeah. Um but aye, so I think that covers everybody I would probably want to cover. I would yeah, yeah. Next in line for me would have been Moore. Well, aye, I think so. I think if it wasn't one of these two, and then or we are, I'd have put in probably Craig Moore. But aye, um, Moore instead of we are. In terms of that, right? So we'll crack on with the the midfield now. So we'll yeah. do the two two centre mids, um, and then so so it's my turn. Yeah. So the first one that I'll go for, um, as well, and then let's say we'll discuss the two of them. Then we'll, we'll sort of do our honourable mentions as well cool. during this time. So I'll I'll go for um Barry Ferguson. Good choice. And I think um. Barry during his time with Rangers was played his best football. Aye. Um he done a he done a lot for he done, well, he played a lot and he, he done a lot he was a captain, won won trebles with us. Scored a lot of goals as well during the time, was it? Ah, especially what? that treble season that he scored like twenty, 20 goals, I think he was Something in a like season. That, so it was he was he was brilliant and I think he was as well, the thing that everybody sort of liked with Barry as well, he was he was playing everybody's dream, you know, he was a young Rangers fan who ended up captaining the team, aye. which is everybody's dream. Oh, I, I, it's like a pick up holiday, but better. Yeah, aye, exactly. It's exactly that's that's it. And he, you know, it wasn't like he was, and the team that he was in when he first broke into the team, the team that he was in was all superstars, oh, and he was and he was sh- he was shining because he was, you know, there was there was Van Bronckhurst, there was Alberts, there was Reina. Um, there was two guy, Aye. you know, and he was in the middle of that, barking orders. Aye, twenty or twenty one <laughs> or whatever it was, you know. Like, yeah. Hey, so he was young. He was captain at twenty two, wasn't he? Yeah. So he must have been playing, like, like you say, in, in that team. Crazy. He played a few games under Smith. Aye, in the, really. In the nine row season and then the ten in a row. But um, he didn't play a lot, and then it was when Advocate came in, where Advocate sort of said to him. I think Advocate obviously had a few words with him before that because I think his contract was up. Aye. And Advocate said to him, you know, oh, you're, you're going to build a team around you. Definitely. And I think, like you say, so he'd learned, he'd been there training as a youngster, just getting the odd wee game, but still training, probably day in, day out with guys yeah. and stuff like that. That's, he's got to it's learn a lot. off on you, isn't it? And then, like you say, he's breaking into the team, he's got Gio and, and all these guys beside him. Um, so, aye. aye. Brilliant. And uh, I think, for me, that 2002-2003, in a lifetime, as any Ranger, had a better single season as an individual. Than, than, than he had that year for me I, I can't think no. that he was phenomenal I think the the shock for me was that he went to Blackburn and not yeah, Arsenal or Man United or something like that club. Aye. Um, I know obviously Scottish football was that was when we were the beginning of the, de- the decline really where the teams were thinking we might need better but yeah. for me Barry could have could have went to them I think if he'd went to a bigger team it probably would have worked for him down south rather than Blackburn because I think he said himself the mentality of playing for draws and stuff just didn't motivate yeah, him. Yeah, didn't motivate him. And then I think we've seen that when he came back, even though he came back after playing, but I think he came back a, came back a more mature player 
you know, he was obviously that wee bit older. Um, had when, the bad injury when he was there. He as did well, have the bad injury when he was there, yeah, but yeah. when he but when he came back as well, he was still a fantastic player for us, you know. He, Aye. You know, we had at one point we had him and Thompson in the midfield, which was brilliant. Aye. I loved that midfield, yep. him and him and Kevin Thompson in there. Um, and then we also had Arteta in there as well with him. So we, ah, yes. you know, we had, we had a few, we had a, we had a few good um, partners in there as well. Obviously, when he got older, he sort of stepped back. Even it wasn't as attacking. Aye. But he still managed to bag a few goals. Um, and then you know, obviously, he came with <coughs> captain does to the Champions League, uh, the sort of UEFA Cup final, Aye. which is a massive, you know, a massive, massive thing. Aye. Um, as well, and then obviously, his Rangers career obviously turned sour with the whole Scotland incident. Aye. Um as well but that doesn't for me personally that doesn't put a dampener on nah, the player he was for he, us he had a history of having you know getting a wee bit too big for his boots and having an attitude but like you say it doesn't sell it for yeah. me like, you've done, done enough on the park where you're like don't get me wrong I wouldn't have tolerated it and um, it's it's more a personal thing than a football thing football thing he always did the business for us and stuff like yeah. that so I'm picking him, or you're picking him, we're picking him based on his, his footballing merits. Yeah, definitely. Is he the best human being we've ever met in our lives or whatever, you know, yeah. it doesn't really factor Aye. in it too much. Exactly, exactly. So Barry's in there at number six for me. So yep. um, the next mid, next centre midfielder, um, who have you went for? I guess it's an easy one. Yeah. Gaza. Yeah. Simple as that. We've got, we've, we've got two in there. I think Gaza's got to be the man, isn't he? What a, what a player, an artist a hero, just what a guy he was. I know we didn't really get him for as long as we would have liked, but again, I think when we signed him, it was a, a massive coup coming for Italy, which was the place to be at the time, really, you know, yep. that kind of... Um, the Italian football was booming then, wasn't for, it? For the the kind of late 80s, or maybe even before, into the, probably like the late 90s, you know, yeah. Italian football was, was where it was at, you know, some of the best teams you're ever going to watch were AC Milan and, and all these teams, and they had... It was kind of like the Premiership is now, where you think, who's going to win the league? Yeah. Is it AC, UV, Inter, um, Sampdoria had a great team. You know what I mean? All these all these teams were, yeah. were really good. Uh, Lazio were brilliant. Um, so you, you just didn't know. It was it was a really competitive league. It, it was really exciting to watch. And, and he held his own during that, didn't he? Did, he? he totally did. Um, Gaza, Gaza's one of my heroes. Um, between him and Stuart McCall, probably my Aye. two favourite players to, to don a, a Rangers top. Um Gaza pulled a lot of times he pulled he pulled a game out of his you know out his, out his arse pretty much and was, was brilliant in it. You know, the Aberdeen aye, the eight in a row. Eight in a row, he would have scored the hat trick, amazing. Particularly all, all, the second goal. Aye, but all, all the, first, the goals. All the goals were, yeah. but, aye, the second one would he's like you say, if you if you watch Messi doing that, you'd be you know, you'd watch it for the rest of your life, you'd be seeing exactly. all the time. Exactly. Tell you a funny a funny story about that. I think I'm, I don't know if I've told you this before, but um after he scored the second goal I was at the game with my brother Gary and my uncle Joe. I took an asthma attack during, oh, during after the second goal. Excited, <laughs> aye, pretty much. <laughs> and then um, I ended up going through. Ended up getting the the um, sort of ambulance out and stuff like. That. Took into the the first aid room, which is right next to the Rangers um, dressing room. Right, aye, they, okay. they changed it. So, aye, aye. and I was just you know came through with the mask on and stuff like. That. They calmed me down. She wanted to get back out. Joe was desperate to get back out and watch the game. He didn't really care about me. <laughs> he was just like, right, let's get back out. But I literally just missed a few of the players coming in after getting like substituted the players who weren't part of the team. <laughs> so I literally just missed them by because because of that. But we managed to go out, see them, you know, see them win the league and stuff like that after that. But it was aye, that's a that's another funny one. Aye, um, it seems to be things with, with me and Gaza and asthma attacks as well because the day that he signed. 
<laughs> with Rangers, I don't know if I told you this story as well, me and Gary and Joe again went over to see him, went over to see him, and we were standing at the front and it was a roasting day, and I ended up taking an asthma attack again <laughs> when we were waiting there, and I get through over the front, aye. and I was sitting on the ground when he came round, aye, aye. He gave, and he rubbed my head, when I told aye. you that one, when, when, he, when he signed with Rangers, so that's Brilliant. another one, but... Paul Gascoigne is one of my heroes. I think as well, I think we've had a chat this before, but in my opinion, if he stayed, I think we would have done the 10. Uh, it's, a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. I think that there's a there's a good case, but we do know near the end he was starting to, yeah. he was coming off the rails a wee bit and personal life was, was taking over, he was slowing down. He definitely wasn't as good when he left. Um, yeah. But if, would, would we have still done the 10? I don't know. I think there's a number of factors and keeping him Probably wouldn't he have hurt, but at the same point, we don't know what's going behind yeah. the scenes. I know he was, he didn't have a particularly good influence on Charlie Miller's life or exactly. career and, and stuff like yeah. that. So, we don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. I think that you could certainly make a case footballing wise that we would have been a better shout, but I think there was a number of factors like Walter announcing he was leaving and stuff. You know, there was probably a couple of things you're like shit. I just think the the motivation that the the the, the man had, Aye. you know, at that time, we'd have had Walter there to maybe steady him up a wee bit and Archie there. Um, I just think that he could have pulled something out the bag. I know what you mean. I like you say he's uh, he's the guy that in some of those those games where I mean the thing is we were still winning the big games, but yeah. it was the wee diddy ones where you think a bit of magic for Gaza would have been enough. And yep. Obviously, we were probably hurt by the fact that Loudrop wasn't particularly performing great that season either. Yeah. So that's that was our two Gaza that was gone. Our two main ones, Loudrop, not quite. You know he's he's performing six out of ten rather than nines. Yeah. So or whatever it may have been. So I. I know yeah. what you mean. There's a there's a good case there, and um, ah, it's a shame. I just think one of the things to think about is where did he go next? He obviously wasn't fully at his point. No. he wouldn't have went to Middlesbrough. That, yeah, that for me was a bit. Aye, that tells you everything, doesn't it? Aye. Yeah, but during his time at Rangers, we oh, we, we got the best out of him, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and he was he was absolutely fantastic. Aye, I mean he was still playing for England, and obviously scored against Scotland at the Euros and, and stuff like what that. What a goal! Aye, what, what a goal! Exactly, but it just shows you he was still at that level. It wasn't like like you say we we got him, we got the best out, and we didn't get him when he was past it. Then like he was still performing yep. right at the top. Exactly, exactly. So we've got Ferguson and Gaza as our two midfielders. Yep. So there's a few other guys, just a few we honourable mentions. Like I say, we won't won't discuss them in great detail. So the guys uh-huh. that I sort of had down was Ian Ferguson. Oh, what a player. Stuart McCall. Yep. Um, I also player. had um, Kevin Thompson, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, Claudio Reyna, uh-huh. George Alberts. And uh, I also put in a wee mention there, but I don't think he did very much. It was Gattuso. I had Gattuso as well, and I probably played, for the same I think reason. he played about 50 games for Rangers, but a lot of times he was playing right back. Aye, he and played, he was very young. played for one year, it was a 10 in a row year, and I think he won nothing, pretty yeah. much. Um, I, I genuinely don't know if he's got any medals, but I don't think he does. But, you know, he's went on to have a spectacular, stellar career, winning the World Cup, two Champions Leagues, five five uh, majors in Italy, you know, with different cups. Um I think he won the Club World Championship probably with, with AC. He's done everything in aye, terms of he, Italian football and Euro World football. Exactly, aye. he's manager at AC. And I think the other thing about him is, like, he's still a blue nose, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That's, he still that's, loves Rangers. Aye, married a Ouija, and he's, so that's stuck with him for life now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. um, aye, aye genuinely I think, still loves the club. And I think that itself is the fact that he's went on to have that career. Has there been anybody that's ever played for Rangers that's had a better career? Overall, than Gattuso? Probably not. 
Probably not. No. I mean, many World Cup winners have, have played for Rangers. Yeah. Two or three or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, there's no, there's no many. No, we, no well, many we'd go so made a couple of Frenchies, didn't we? Like, yeah, Givas Gie, and um, Charbonnet. Aye, one World Cup. Was that about it? I don't know. Like, so, for me, I, I think Gattuso's uh, worth a mention. Yeah. Even um, somebody else's worth a mention that he didn't mention in there was... Um, Soonest. Soonest, of course. Again, maybe not quite his, his best as a player, although, you know, still a handy player at us, but had a, a, a fantastic career. Um, he did. And he done... And he done Liverpool and in Italy and stuff. With Rangers, you know, he won a few leagues. He won a... He done a few leagues as manager. Mm-hmm. You know, he was... I think he was... Changed the way... A few guys have said that Joe, particularly, rants and raves about him, being a bit older, saying he was... him and, Between him and Wilkins are probably the two best midfielders that Joe's seen. Aye, uh, well, during his time at Rangers, but I think are good mentions. Well, yeah, aye, aye, definitely. And like you say, we're, we're based on our what, team. What, exactly, aye, and, and these guys are didn't really just see, that before their time, really. Yeah, you know? didn't really see a lot of them. Remember some you spectacular know, as, games and stuff. As soon as was there, eight ninety one, and aye. Wilkins was there, eighty nine. So I'd have been four when Wilkins um, left. I'm not really talking about Wilkins, but um, just uh makes me think of obviously the five one game and. Probably told you this before, but that was the that was the day my brother was born. Aye. So like my dad, my uncle, my granddad were at the game, and my mum goes out of labour, and there's no mobiles or anything like that. So it was like, well, struggle on, darling. You know the boys are at the football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Good was, luck. Aye, aye. <laughs> Came a double one that day, you know, probably. Um, so aye. Brilliant. Good Brilliant. times. So let's go into the 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 two wide men then. Um, I think these are fairly easy ones aye. for us. Um, I'll go for. I would say my one would be David Cooper. Yeah. Um, I seen, I seen Cooper playing more for Claybank, um, than I did see him play for Rangers. Um, played for Rangers until eighty nine, and I was still very young. I seen him playing a few times for Rangers. I seen him playing for Motherwell a few times. Um, won tickets to the the, cup, the Scottish Cup final against Dundee United. That's and we, right. And me, my dad, and Joe went, and we seen him. We seen him there, and then also, my dad's my dad had a friend that played for Claybank. So when Rangers were in the Ibrox, used to go to Clybank, and that's where I seen a lot. Kobe. Yeah, used to go to Kobe, and see um, see Cooper playing mm-hmm. a lot. The man's just an absolute genius. Oh, I um, well, you know my favourite Rangers player ever, just yeah. David Cooper, and aye, what what a legend, um, terrific football player like you. I seen him play for Clybank and stuff like that. I, unfortunately, I was never old enough, you know, to see him actually play for for Rangers yeah. um, in the flesh. But I had like the videos when I was younger and, and stuff like that and just, just watching him performing all sorts of crazy magic and my opinion on him is that if he travelled he would have played to anywhere in the world. Yes, I, yeah. like, I think he was world class, he just like aye. He just got homesick. Aye. I think That's, it shows it shows you what type of player he was as well that Rude Hullet had him in his favourite one to eleven. Aye. He was number eleven in yep. his team, which is unreal, you know, the guys like Sedan and stuff like that in it. Oh aye. Rykard, and then we had David Cooper. David Cooper, aye. Rude Hullet is a Rude Hullet was a massive fan of aye, David Cooper. Like you say, world class footballer who played it, you know, played amazing and at top level for his country and for you know top clubs, and he's recognising David Cooper. I genuinely think he could have played anywhere. Yep. Um, he just didn't like to travel. He was no. the type of guy that he didn't like travelling to Glasgow to play for Rangers, even though he loved them. So he trained himself. You know, right. he only came up to train twice a week rather than five days. The club let him just train and in Motherwell or wherever it was he was from I think in Motherwell wasn't it and so aye that just like wasted talent in a sense you know brilliant for us obviously but 
um, the guy could Aye. have been frightening. I mean, absolute he, genius. You could have been talking. You could have been talking about him as the greatest Scottish player ever, potentially. Yeah. Um, who knows? But that's what what I think he, he could have yeah. went on to become. But yeah, yeah, I still an easy easy picket left left mid left yeah. whatever for for Rangers. Yeah. So who have you got on as the on the on the right wing then? Ugh, that's, that's not really much choice to be honest. <laughs> the right wingers have always been shit at Rangers. I can't yep. I can't I can't make anybody good. So. I did see this. We I was talking to one of my pals, you know, and he said we had that Danish guy. I can't remember his name, but um, he was pretty good. So <laughs> I obviously just um, I went for Loudrop. Yeah. Right, what a, what a player he was. Again, some is getting into the the front end. What a career he had, you know, with Denmark and the the Euros in ninety two and Champions League with AC Milan ninety four. That that demolition of Cruyff Barcelona, you know, yep. right that the dream team show up and you've won, boys. These guys are nothing and. Capello and the, the team he had and all Loudrop didn't necessarily play in that final but he played a lot in Europe for them he that did, year didn't he? he played a lot in Europe didn't he get a lot of league games because yeah. I think they had that similar you know free foreigner thing yeah. or whatever it was and obviously they had you know world class forwards from different places but I what a guy Loudrop was what a player um, he was the record I've told you this before I think but the record uh, Danish player of the year holder so he won I think it four times he won the Danish player of the year yeah. which considering there was a, bit, a good bit of overlap with him and his brother. His brother didn't win it that many. No, people you. people always say that Michael was a better player than Brian, but Aye. if you look at it on record, if you look at it on sort of paper, Danish player a year more than his brother. What Aye. does that tell you? Well, the other thing was his brother was a bit of a... I, can't, I, I don't know the man, but he acted like an arrogant wank in 92, so... Aye, um, didn't he refuse to go to the Euros and they it. So, Aye, so Denmark, the, the famous story, obviously Denmark didn't make it... Uh, Yugoslavia got popped out because of the sanctions and stuff so Denmark got a phone call saying tell them it starts next week or whatever boys do you want to come um, and Michael was on the beach captain of the team remember he was like nah I'm on my holidays forget it there's no point we'll just get humped I'm not doing it um, Brian shows up just like I'll show you how it's done Michael and then bang bang Bosch guess what happens beating Germany 2-0 in the final exactly. won the Euros. Like, how does take? how's that you know what I mean yep. brilliant yep. Um, so I, I mean that, that said everything um, another thing I think was quite interesting in, so that's 92 France 98 both him and his brother made the team of the tournament and I, I, I don't know if is it, are they the only brothers to make the same team of the tournament at a World Cup I think so yeah or they're certainly it's either them or there's one other set of brothers or something like that I can't remember so don't, don't quote me but they, they made both of them made the team of the tournament uh, in, in France 98 so it tells you he was still at that level when he was leaving us yeah Six years later, so we clearly had him during his pomp. Yeah, I think that's another thing as well. Like we, we've mentioned, I've mentioned, I've mentioned a few times is the guys that we've mentioned here got we got the best out of them when they were at Rangers. Aye, and we seen that you know we're lucky enough to see it. Like we mentioned, like with Gaza, now we're mentioning with Loudrop, we got the best out of him. Aye. you know, he could have went to other clubs. Uh, he's he's notified that before, but um, he wanted a free role. And Walter Smith basically said to him, well, yeah, free roll. Everybody else wanted to restrict him to the right-hand side or the left-hand side. That was it, wasn't it? He, that's what he was getting frustrated at, at Milan and, and stuff like that. It was very much, you're a right-winger. And like you said, he wanted that free roll in behind the striker to just go wherever. Yep. Um, and, and Rangers gave him that. And it was that famous... <laughs> oh, I, was the, the famous quote about, you know, he was Barcelona were interested in you, you know, and he was like, ah... Happy here, or whatever. I'd rather go to I'd rather go to um, Falkirk on a Tuesday night. Aye. Than go to Barcelona. There Amazing. You go. Amazing. This guy's a mental patient. Tells you everything about him. Aye. No. What what a player. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like the really big players, your Gazers, your Loudrops, 
people have this thing where world class players or you know Champions League winners and these type of players they only go to Scotland for a wee bit of money when they're winding down their careers these guys didn't nope. know then no to Rangers Not at these all. guys were coming in their prime and they were doing the damage and yeah. I think that maybe we'll not see that anymore I can't see us going out and getting a, a Euro winner in, in their prime Bruno Alves is probably case in point sure he just won the Euros but far from his prime that's yeah. maybe not the way Scottish football is but then nah and that's why these guys are the best ever for yeah. the club and making exactly. the team. exactly I think the only I think they two obviously have to go do down as the, the best two. The only other ones that I could have really thought of would have been Mark Walters ah, and Mark maybe Walters. Neil McCann. I think other than that, I was really struggling. I had both of those guys, as my honourable mentions. I thought McCann on the left, some of the deliveries, when you watch back to the big moments, like when when the league at Parkhead, the the cup final where Lovencran scores the header, the 3-2 game, the 6-1 six, six against uh, Dunfermline. These kind of games, these big games that really stick out. McCann supplying goals and scoring goals from you know just by brilliant delivery and just sheer grit and pace and stuff like that that he brought to the table so yeah. aye a lot of time for Neil McCann love him and Mark Walters very two-footed great player um, caused a lot of problems I think again it did a real cost him I think he would have been at Rangers for another couple of years but you know it, it was it was one of those ones yep yep so definitely I think those two are very good honourable mentions but yep. I think um, Cooper and Loudrop won hands down yeah. So now we're going on to the the front two, and I think this is fairly easy. Who Aye, are, let's just go who for our it. two would be. It's McCoyston Hately in it. McCoyston Hately all day. If you're yeah. going to go for two, those are the two, and it's those are the two individually and collectively. You know what I mean? If you were to pick the best two, let's say based on their their own stuff, like some of the stuff that Hately done, you know, was amazing. Aye, on his own that that Aberdeen game we mentioned earlier yep. was it the three in a row. He almost like McCoyston. Um, was that one of the one of his McCoy's was injured and Hately pretty much won the league himself yep. kind of thing, didn't he? You know, um, I think one of the games with Hately that sort of shown it was the Battle of Britain versus Leeds. Aye, the two games during that time, Hately arguably should have been in the England team. Aye, but he wasn't because he was playing in Scotland. Good point. Good point. And then the champions of England were coming to show you know what they you know we are we we are the champions of Britain. Use only, and I think Hately obviously had a right under he scored. The goal he scored in Leeds oh, is just unreal. Cracker, man. But also the ball he put in for McCoist. Aye. Do you remember that? What a ball Aye. that was out the left wing. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that that he could do. You know, he wasn't just a big target man. No. He knew where the goal was. He was very good with the ball at his feet. He had everything. Yep. He even played centre-half for us a few times when he came back. He played against Celtic at centre-half um, as well. So, Hately is an absolute... He's one of my one of my favourite players to put on, put on a, um, a Rangers top. And then McCoist... Yeah, obviously me and you feel the same way about him now as he's been as been as the manager and stuff like that. But we're talking about him as a player. What a player! Knew where the goal was, scored some amazing goals for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, some very important goals as well. Yeah, for us as well. There's nothing you know top, all time top goal scorer. I don't Aye. think that will be beaten. Nah, and I think it's it's going to sound crazy, right? Because we're talking about guys that scored so many goals won so many trophies for Rangers, are widely considered by Rangers fans as the best centre-forwards ever to play for the club, both individually and as a partnership, as we are saying, 
but I think they're both time's been unkind to both of them almost people say Hately he's a big target man I done was headed it down for McCoyst who scored for six yards out as if that's all Rangers did was play the ball to Hately and nod down to McCoyst to tap in for six yards everybody thinks McCoyst was that six yard penalty box striker and Hately was a big target man but they were both so much more yeah. McCoyst scored all sorts of goals for everywhere and Hately like you said scored all sorts of goals for everywhere and set up goals and McCoyst set up goals for each other what a partnership they, yep. they had everything they were tearing it up um, the number of goals and just to give you a quick idea so McCoyst had um, 20 major honours at, at Rangers 10 leagues 1 Scottish Cup which is mental 1 Scottish Cup and then 9 league cups which is mental the total end of the scale Hately 11 which is still really good 6 leagues 2 Scottish Cups which again is crazy he won 2 and McCoyst won 1 and then 3 league cups I um, remember McCoyce was out for a while with a broken leg. Aye, aye. So that must have been the year. He, he that must have been the two years that we rattled the Scottish <laughs> Cup <Cup-in. laughs> um, And Hately also obviously won the League One title. Yes. Which was quite interesting. Yeah, he won that um, with Monaco, didn't he? Aye. Yeah. when he was there. <coughs> um, but I don't think these two are in the greatest ever Rangers team as well as the mm-hmm. front two, and I don't oh, think aye. you could you could argue with anybody it's else. It's going to take it. something special to knock either one of those two boys out. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Can't see it for a long time. No, no, I don't think so either. I don't think anybody will ever, will ever beat them, as well in in our lifetime anyway. No, I but mean it would, It's going to take. It's going to take a phenomenal talent, and then with the way world football is these days, it's going to take a phenomenal will from that talent to say I'm going to turn down a hundred grand a week to stay. Do everybody, you know what I mean? like, aye. Like, I I don't know that it's it's feasible for us to keep guys of that quality. Yeah. Even right now. Yeah, but you see that all the chat about Morelos all you're hoping to do is keep him for this window and then sell him in the you're summer. resigned to lose him in the summer Yep. and I'm not saying he could be as good as any day to it but you're not going to keep him long enough to find it no and that's, no, we're not. that's a guy who's had a good a good spell at Rangers and I'd take nothing away from the kid but you know McCoy started slow and you, you, you know what he came on to become so yeah. how good could Morelos be if we got to keep him for 10 years like we did Ali but Aye. it's just not going to happen no. anybody near that level now money talks and nope. we just done in the same league as yeah. some of the big boys yeah exactly exactly. and I don't think there's even other points talking about anybody else because I think that's there isn't anybody that laces her boots nah you'd be you'd, you'd be struggling aye and it, we've had a, again we've had a lot of decent forwards you would say and I mean we've watched a, a lot of Good forwards score some good goals and play some good football and, and win titles with it, those two, but nobody that you would no. mention in the same breath. No so chance, no chance. No disrespect to those guys. It's just a fight of life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with our team. Just to just to run over it then with you. Yeah. So we'll get, um, Gorham, Stevens, Newman, Goff and Brown as our back five. Mm-hmm. Our midfield two mid two centre mids of Barry Ferguson and Paul Gascoigne. Are two wide men of David Cooper and Brian Loudrop, and then up front, Alan McCoyst and Mark Haley. I think that's pretty, pretty um, excellent. That's that's crazy, isn't it? When you think about it, it's a, uh, uh, it's it's a frightening, frightening set of players we've got. Um, what I'm going to do is just quickly, right, we'll add up all the trophies that those guys have won together, and see that 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 starting eleven that we've got there. How many trophies have won the Rangers? Ah, what do you think? Take a guess while I, while I add them up. Let's think. So I'll go for a hundred and fifty. Right in the middle. Hundred and fifty? Yes. Not too bad. We are sitting at a hundred and twenty nine. Hundred and twenty nine? That's I'm obviously that's, thinking. That's not good guys. enough, is it? We no. we need to pick better players. We I need think. to pick better players. Yep. 
Um, let's swap Ian Ferguson for Barry Ferguson Aye, because he's 120 there. himself <laughs> um, no but seriously I mean 129 major honours at Rangers and that's not taking anything else anything else I mean if you add up what they won throughout the rest of their careers you've got a European you know a Euros winner you've got multiple Champions League winners and so on and so forth and yep. honours in you know five different countries or whatever it would equate to so yeah. aye, what, what a starting 11 what a starting 11 I don't think you to beat. yeah exactly Exactly, and like I said, a few guys nearly made it that, that didn't, but um, I think this is, I'm really happy with our team. So just to sort of end on, we're going to be coming at you probably at least once a week, just be giving you more um, content on our on Rangers, you know, like I said, me and Keith are just two, two boys that love Rangers, so we'll be coming um, coming at least once a week with, with something as well, so we'll be coming back next week um, with, with, with more action. We're looking at our our worst one to live in next week, so that should be quite interesting. Uh, different, different uh, kind of a different, different, different type of fun <laughs> we're going to be talking about there. So we'll be back with that next week. So all it leads me to do is just thank, thank Keith. Keith, thanks very much, mate. It's been a good chat again. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me, mate. That was brilliant. No worries, and like I say, guys, we'll be back next week. We'll see you then. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.